I'm Erica Del Sordo, host of Today's Talk with Erica. Today, I'm bringing together Today's Talk with my new series that will air on On the Rise Radio. It'll feature different artists with different backgrounds. This show will showcase the lives and successes of music artists around the world. First up, I have Tag, a driven and charismatic artist with a unique approach to his blend of hip hop. He continues to set the bar with his forward thinking sound. Tag, welcome. Hello, how are you, Erica? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Just, uh, you know, working, grinding, doing what I do. <laughs> I know. And you're a busy man. So I appreciate you taking the time out to talk with me. This is fantastic. Uh, we're going to get into a whole lot because you've got a whole lot that you've been doing for the past several years. First off, we call you Tag, but what's your real name? You have a real name. Do you want to share that? <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Um, it's Gerald, but uh, my friends call me Jerry as well, like a nickname, Gerald Yusuf, uh, last name Yusuf. Um, but yeah, they call me Jerry. Tag actually is a meaning, means truth around great. And it's just call it, you know, for short tag. Yeah, that's uh, how it happened. Yeah. I like um, that. Yeah, that's how that develops. Very cool. I do remember meeting you in South Florida at Skyhawk Radio Studios several years back. Are you from South Florida? Yeah, yeah, I am from there. Oh, I believe I did meet you before, right? Were you for the news, right? It, it was like news channel? Yeah, well, I was a traffic reporter, but I was doing some extra projects and I had gone in there to record and Brian and I had met back when I was a student at the Art Institute in the early 2000s. Let's not age me too much. But oh, okay, that's why. Okay. So I was using his studio and I do remember seeing you in there. Yeah, I remember you now that you mentioned that. I, I remember um, the face now that you mentioned that. I know exactly what day. Well, not exactly what day, but, you know, in my head, I can remember that day. Yes. Um, no one yeah. remembers dates and days like me. I'm yeah. crazy. I can remember the exact second that something happened. That's nuts, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, lots of artists, like as far as like remembering sound and words and melodies, it's like you kind of grow this kind of photographic memory in a way like where I could forget a song. But if I feel like the first line or the word, I remember the entire song. It's, it's a weird thing. Like if you kind of relate, like your memory to something you'll always remember it that's how like yeah, music works it just yeah. snaps back exactly yeah all right yeah. let's get into the heart of what it is you do because i i briefly know that you got your start when you met the engineer for the eagle song hotel california right he was impressed by your freestyle talk to me about that experience yeah actually he um mentioned it's funny you mentioned brian because him and brian both taught at art institute which is how I met Brian through Eddie. Um, when growing up, I was just um, interested in music a lot. And I think at the age of 14, I started writing, freestyling, battling a lot. That's how hip hop was at that point. And when I went to college, I decided to take some music electives. And that's how I ran into Eddie. And in college, we were all still rapping and performing and doing things. And that's how he came across me. And, you know, I was already in his class and like, hey, you should really focus on making music and then i just started showing up to the studio um that he was teaching at which is a sunflower studio down in hollywood then i realized that you know who this guy was because he never really talked about his accomplishments i saw the plaque on the wall i was like wow was a, he did hotel california I was like this is this is amazing now and are then, you talking about hollywood florida yeah yeah hollywood okay. florida good thing you <laughs> pointed that out people ask that a lot yeah yeah. California? I mean, no. no I hadn't even heard of that. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah, so that I've, I've actually ran into that a few times. I should have been a little bit more specific. But yeah, oh, okay. he, he taught me um, music making and how to like, um, you know, his main thing was the scientific part and really the air training of knowing how things are supposed to sound within a track, like how kicks supposed to sound, how the snare supposed to sound, and like counting uh, bars and melodies and how your song is supposed to fit. Yeah, he was he was a genius. Um, he, he passed away unfortunately back, I believe, in uh, I think 2013, 14. Um, oh. I, I can't even remember these years like that, but yeah. But um, before he passed, he definitely taught me a lot. Um, he introduced me to Brian, and then Brian actually hired me at uh, the studio I met you at. at um, actually, it's a small studio, but the big one is where I was like interning at um, one of the first studios I was interning at. That's really nice. That's and yeah. that's quite the start. That really is. Oh, how impressive! So you were with South Beach Studios in Miami as an intern for a bit. How did that go? Yeah, um, great question. Because that actually adds on to the continuation of the story. When I met Eddie, is I started running my own studio with a couple partners. So when everything fell apart with my partners at the studio, I contacted Eddie. He's like, I still want to sing music. I don't know what to do. And he told me to apply to different studios and whoever it takes to just do whatever, whether it's, you know, sweeping the floors, throwing out trash, just be in the studio. So I applied at every major studio down here, which is how I ended up uh, Brian's studio. And uh, before I ended up Brian's studio, South Beach Studios contacted me and hired me as an intern. And they were like a major studio that had a lot of major artists and producers and I was going there like um, every other day to work, which was pretty uh, eye-opening. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I learned a lot. I learned a lot there. Like uh, they had producers like Pharrell was, that was one of his main spots to work out of. Really? So many hits. Yeah. He was there a lot. Um, wow. Also, one of the artists that's big, huge now, he was um, there 2013 and 15, The weekend. Um, which he's probably on top now. So watching their team work and, uh, you know, as long as you did your job and, and if you were lucky enough, you'd actually get in the room to see what was going on and say, oh, wow, this is how they do it. Because it's, it's very, I mean, I'm, I'm name dropping a little bit just so people can understand the magnitude. But right, right. Really work. Yeah, you really got to work like uh, nine to five and grind and, you know, we're cleaning the studio and next thing you know, all right, we did a great job um, setting up for the, the clientele that's coming. And you treat it as customer service. They come in there, you make sure they have the food, which is funny, right? Your music, but you make sure they have the food and their coffee is ready. And then you get to learn some stuff um, by watching in the room. And uh, one thing, one important thing I want to say for people up and coming that's, that's a musician is it's your job to learn. It's not their job to teach you. Because they're there doing their work and working with this high-end artist and they have to be fast. You can't tell anyone to slow down. Um, so just be quiet and 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 learn. So I know like most like especially me, you want you're probably seeing your idol at work one day and it's like, wow, he or she is right there. But you can't say anything because first of all, it just doesn't feel right. And then you look like a fan and then they're gonna kick you out the room because <laughs> you know, you're not supposed to like really talk like that. We're working, you know. So Right. Right. I, I am so no, I was going to say I'm so happy that you mentioned that really, because without mentioning, you know, company names and where I've worked in the past, there are a lot of people who, you know, they get upset. Well, I wasn't taught that. Well, I wasn't. 
that's not, you know, that's not, that's yeah. not for, you've got to have the hunger and the thirst to figure out, oh, what are you doing? Oh, what is this person doing? Sit in the background, watch what they're doing, ask a question. Many people are very open to question asking. You know, if yeah. you ask a question, they're not going to bite your head off. If they do, that's their problem, not yours. You know, so yeah. I'm happy that you mentioned that it's your job to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that goes with everything in life, right? Mm-hmm. You, you have to know when to ask the questions and the right questions. You know, like if the person's in the middle of recording, you don't ask a question then. But once they're done, you could probably ask a question. Hey, how did you set the mic up to, you know, or what was your, um, why did you use that preamp and compressor instead of this one? But just quick stuff. And if you like watch it and pay attention, like I have a studio in my house and or, or it's portable now, right? So I would go on my Pro Tools setup or whatever music software I'm using and try to replicate exactly what they did to see what results I come up with. And then like, oh, I see why they did that, you know, and then like, okay, I could take it from there and kind of make my own sound and things like that. Right, right. I like that. I like that. See, you have a hunger and a thirst for what you do. Now, question, have you always known you wanted to go into this industry? Like from the beginning of time, is this what you wanted to do or did you have any other aspirations? Um, I was kind of confused. <laughs> As we in- all are. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to do music entirely and fully. It was just something that I'm like, I like it. I, you know, I, I love it. I like doing it. And um, when I went to school, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I do a business, I'm a doctor. I, I wasn't really completely sure. And every time I actually was going for radiology and then in the classes, like, okay, this is not for me. (laughs) I just Mm. found myself going to the music classes more until I just completely stopped going because I was already working at these studios. And, you know, that kind of was the college for me at that point. Um, You know, so I'm working for free. I'm interning. But at the same time, not going in debt, 50, 60 grand to go to uh, another college just to learn what I could learn here, especially I'm learning from professionals. And like you said, they do things that's not conventional, like they might break the rules and I won't even know, but I'll look at it. Oh, OK, cool. And then I'll do it and around someone who went to school for it and like, oh, why did you do it that way? That's not like the real way. But I'm like, well, I got the sound that I'm looking for and achieved. And that's, you know, what what the main objective is, like you were saying earlier. Right, right. I love that story, though, honestly, because I love to hear how people got to where they are. So that's really impressive. Now, I also had I'd read up in 2017, you engineered and vocal produced John Sakata's remix to Just Another Day reggae version. I have not actually heard that yet, but I'd like yeah. to. So giving new sound to the already Grammy award winning single. Talk to me about Arms Around You. This earned you a platinum record, right? Your first as yeah. an engineer yeah that's amazing actually yeah that one um is pretty interesting too uh and i'm glad you brought that up um i'm glad you bring everything up <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> added to every like the whole story um because the person who got me on that song I actually met at south beach studios and he was helping out uh, a song for uh a jeezy or no yo Gotti. since he's like a famous rapper and it was he was just brilliant this guy could play like 21 instruments he's a producer he's very wow. talented yeah his name is john effects and then i saw him again with brian i didn't realize brian knew him because in the music industry the, the higher you go the smaller it gets everyone kind of knows each other right so 
Brian sees him like, oh, this is John FX. I know him from South Beach Studios. And he was working with uh, XXX Temptation at the time. I know uh, Brian was moving to Cali at the time and they wanted to kind of like, um, well, John wanted to use the studio. So that's kind of how that happened. And John called me to work on that song. And um, it wasn't what, this is after um he passed away unfortunately got you know rest in peace to him it's sad to see these these guys go at a young age um and you know so with honoring his uh his legacy they wanted to put out this album um so i, I basically contributed and when i was at the studio showed up they're like you're gonna get record this guy named maluma i was like oh, okay then he's now like a huge reggae oh, not reggae i'm sorry latin artist reggaeton artist and so he came and I was actually um, privileged to work with him. And um, we, we did his parts. Uh, that was pretty interesting. That was fun. And they got other artists on the song as it built. And then like a year later, it finally came out. And it just went straight to the top because all those artists were like top sellers already. Yeah, so it was like a guaranteed um, platinum hit at that point. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Now, you met a couple of guys at South Beach Studios who work with you now, right? Yeah. You're yeah. still with them. Hey, okay. I'm, I'm still with them. Yeah. We call ourselves QST. It's initial of all of our names. <laughs> I like that. T. You're the T. Okay. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I like I'm, I'm that. The I'm the T. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, they're pretty talented themselves. Nick, uh, who's uh, still rising, he's the S in the QST. Me and him actually had the same shift. In Southeast Studios, we work together like every day, not nice. every day, every other day. Yeah, so we kind of built a relationship. Um, he's actually from uh, Georgia, from Macon, and we would just be in the studio learning together. And he'll learn some stuff, he'll show me, I'll learn some stuff, I'll show him. And then when we had time in the studio, when no one was booked, we actually work inside the studio and make our own songs. So we kind of developed the sound from that. And then, um, Stephen Q Beats, who's the Q in, in QST, um, he was there working a lot with uh, several other producers and he's done um, some big records with uh, Chris Brown. He's got a Grammy from that actually. Uh, Missy Elliott and the list goes on. He's, he's wow. very talented. Yeah, they're, they're both very talented. And after um, the South Beach Studios actually shut down in 2015. So everyone kind of like lost their, their job or internship, which kind of sucked. <laughs> so I was still working at Brian's studio. So I I was like one of the only ones that had access to a studio and I started bringing them there. And then we just kept continued working and that's how we formed our group. And now we just put out songs monthly. Yeah. And we're working with uh, <clears throat> other artists, you know, we're just connecting and, and building our uh, catalog. I like that. I like that you, you put stuff out monthly. Um, yeah. Have you already released your album titled Mr. Yusuf, is it? Yusuf. Yes, you said it right, okay. Mr. Yusuf. Yeah. Okay. It was January 1st I released it. Yeah. Of this year? Yeah, this year. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, just staying consistent. I have another one coming <laughs> probably uh, next month. Next month. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the game now is consistency is put out as much as you can, but we're um, a little ahead of the game because our, we can produce a quality song quickly, like very quick. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. not a problem for us. Yeah. 
Oh, I'm sure you guys, that is so, so, so cool. And you just keep moving up. And I love that. I love success stories like yours. Where can people find you? Do you have websites, uh, social media? Where can people find you? And I say that, and real quickly, I do want to let people know that anytime, of course, anytime we mention any uh, sites, any links that anyone needs to find, they're always in the info section for the audio and video podcast. So they can they can find your stuff there. Um, okay. But tell us where, where they can find you. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's very easy. Um, on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, it's you know tag. It's Y O U K N O W T A G. Exactly how it sounds. You know tag. It's just the end. If you put it anywhere, you'll find me. Just Google it, and you'll find everything: Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, um, Apple Music. But they probably have to search tag. But um, once you find me on social media, I have the links all there to my music. I like it. Yeah. I yeah. like it so much. Thank you, Tag. Do you want to leave everyone with with whatever you'd like to talk about at this point? I love opening this part up because I don't know if I've missed anything. Any advice? I know you gave some advice earlier to some, you know, interns, up and coming folks who are entering the industry. But what would you like to leave folks with? Um, yeah, since I've been on um, <clears throat> on Clubhouse, it's a pretty new app where. Um, it's like only a certain amount of people can get accepted. Well, not accepted. You only have like one invite. So you invite one person and then that person will invite one person. So <clears throat> it's very exclusive and you get to learn a lot because like the top 10% of people in the industry is there, like in um, whatever you're doing, health, wellness, um, psychology, business, investment, finance, and of course music. So being on there uh, is what I want to share with people is that uh, a lot of things, especially with the pandemic and COVID, you know, um, <clears throat> and the tough times we're going through is, is there's definitely things coming out that can make the world more uh, digital communication is definitely don't sleep on um, what, like the technology that's coming out to improve our lives, because you never know when something like this can happen again. I mean, we're still going through it, right? So when it ends, you just never know. So technology is definitely um speeding up and if we could continue to learn and improve ourselves i would i would definitely stick to that don't ever stop learning yeah 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 no, don't ever stop learning i love that um yeah. that clubhouse app though is that strictly for apple people is that not yeah <clears throat> it's not an android app is it yeah it's only for um iphone users now i think ipad can probably get it um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm in the office and <laughs> saying bye to um, some of my guys here. Bye! Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they're pretty fun and the AirPods too. They I can, love it. I hear the bye, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, it's only for Apple users, iPhone users. Hopefully they could change it because um, Nick, who's my two members, Nick can get on it because he has iPhone, but Steven can't because... He doesn't have an iPhone, so he yeah, kind of that, yeah. That's why I was asking you because I've I've been um, asked to to join as well, and I am an Android person. I know mm -hmm. Brian and I have had this discussion a lot. <laughs> it's like you got to get an iPhone. You have it, and I'm an Android person. So that's when we had realized. I went, oh wait a minute, this is this is an iPhone thing. So hopefully they they'll be opening that up soon. Or I, I think just need so. to get a second phone. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, that that too. Um, or if you have an iPad, I think it works for an iPad. But it's definitely an app to be on, just because like Instagram and Twitter, I feel like 
or even other social media networks, it's easy to fake it. It's easy to be like, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm living my best yeah. life. Mm-hmm. In Clubhouse, you can't. And, and you'll get called out quickly if, if you're not contributing or giving value because there's some experts and people who really know the business and industry. And, and if you're not like, you know, real <laughs> they'll, they'll quickly you'll, you'll quickly be called out it's like the ultimate like networking that. platform mm-hmm. right now it's like 10 times linkedin right now it's it's really good yeah wow all right i'm gonna yeah. have to buy an ipad <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah especially for someone like you i actually did a song for um someone who has a pretty big podcast on there they needed a song and i just happened to be on there and they asked me to create a song and we did a deal and uh that's happening so yeah that's amazing oh my gosh that's amazing yeah Yeah. so it's definitely great for um anyone who has a podcast on there just because uh i have my one friend from asiana post i know we're probably going longer than expected but this is just good for anyone that's that's okay podcast we're good (laughs) yeah because music all connects like that right because we can engineer and so anyways he's getting interviews from people that are, are huge in the Philippines, Philippine, in the Asian community. And now he has an interview with uh, one of the guys who managed um, managed Prince whole wow. career. Yeah, managed Prince. And this wow. guy is like huge. Yeah, and he's got an interview with him now. And he would have never gotten that interview through Instagram and Twitter because that guy probably has tons of DMs and it's just hard to even get to that guy. He's in a room, it's like 30, 40 people. I said, hey, you need to get in this room and see if you can interview this guy. Because at the same time, talking to this guy, Prince, it's great me and having a conversation of value. But it, for me, like, I wouldn't even ask him for anything because it's just, it doesn't make any sense. But for someone like him and for someone who uh, managed Prince, he wants to get his story out there. It, it works for both of them. So and that's what you could do in clubhouses to really, really reach the right people to interview that's impressive. I'm so happy that someone's created something like that because you're, yeah. you're so right. Talking about Instagram and stuff, it's very easy to fake stuff. And then yeah. the DMs, yes. So that's really great that someone finally came up with something fantastic. I'll be on there soon, I promise. <laughs> yeah, get on. I have, um, I have a, a bunch of invites still left and I'm only giving it to people who really could benefit from it. I don't just give it to like my brother or whatever. So um, if I have, um, just let me know and I'll, I'll invite you. I really, (laughs) I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. This has been wonderful. I love your success story. You've got, if you're climbing to the top, you keep going, keep going because you're really, you're awesome. So thank you very much. This was wonderful. You are too. It's great to hear from you and you have a great, great podcast voice. And I think you're excellent. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. That's very sweet. I really appreciate that. Have a great evening. Thanks for listening to today's talk with Erica. Join me next week for another discussion with the experts who help make life easier. Please visit my website, ericadelsordo.com, where you'll find all of my social media platforms and more. And be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Once again, thanks for listening.